Today, we speak to Jeff Blanton about finding your purpose and making work meaningful. By the way, there's an event called Exo World Digital Summit taking place from Tuesday, the April the 14th to Thursday, the April the 16th. There's still time for you to go to www.exoworld.live and buy your ticket. Enjoy the interview. Welcome to the Exponential Organization Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Pepler. The world is changing at an exceptional rate. Companies need to not only continue to innovate, but also grow exponentially to keep up. This podcast will introduce you to the principles of exponential growth and how you can adopt them into your business. This show is sponsored by Deerstorm, a leading exponential growth consultancy. It can provide services ranging from an hour advisory call with a network of over 4,000 consultants worldwide through to the 10-week exosprint. So visit www.ideastorm.co.za to find out more. Today, our guest is Jeff Blanton. Jeff is an author, keynote speaker, podcaster, and guide for bringing passion, focus, and accountability in organization using the power of authentic purpose and a unique one-page online strategic planning process. Jeff is the owner of the Blanton Group that strives to make work meaningful. Jeff, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Lance. Appreciate having the opportunity to speak with you today. Jeff, could you start by introducing yourself? And by the way, where, where am I talking to you from today? Yeah, I'm beautiful San Diego, California. Oh, God's yes. right here. I love <laughs> it's San Diego. a beautiful Diego. day today. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful outside, but stay in your house. <laughs> no, absolutely. Oh, I'm going to cabin fever myself. Um, could you start by introducing yourself and the Blanton Group? Yeah, for sure. Um, our focus is really helping business leaders discover their personal purpose and then how do you use that to inform the purpose of your organization uh, to create the purpose-driven organizations and then how do we implement that into our uh, strategic planning process and execution process, really driving the whole concept of, man, how do we bring more passion to what we're doing and do things that are more meaningful and impactful in the world? Absolutely. And, and the, the Blanton Group, how, how long has that been going for? It's actually been around for 20 years now. First half of my career, I was a corporate guy. I started out with uh, large corporations and slowly worked my way down to a successful startup about 20 years into my career. And then uh, about 2000, I started the Blanton Group with the whole focus on uh, going in and helping companies uh, execute their big strategic projects. I, I found that uh, that was my niche in the world. I'm very much the point of the spear kind of guy. Give me the small team, let's go take the hill. And uh, so I created that business, really, which more often than not, Lance, turned out to be more of a turnaround. Um, statistically, about 80% of projects, especially big projects, uh, end up in the wrong place. And so we typically co would come in to help get those things turned around, off and running, and help them go deliver mm. on, the, uh, on their, whatever their big objective was. And then a couple of years ago, really made the shift to uh, what we're going to talk about today is really uh, the jailbreak leadership uh, process and philosophy and how, that's, how we're implementing that into companies to help them, once again, really go achieve big things. The, you know, if, you're, if you're at point A and you wanna to get to point B, how do you do that? And uh, not just get there, but how do we do it in a more significant and unique way? Uh, so introducing the jailbreak um, process or the jailbreak journey, um, what is that and what kind of engagement do you do with companies? Yeah, so we're working with companies that typically are around 25 employees up to 200 employees. 
and really coming in as I was describing, like, how do we really get to the next level in the organization? And what I discovered, I mean, let me just back up a hair. I guess when I started my career, you know, way, way back when I really thought, man, you know, work was going to be this amazing thing, even though I had like all these jobs, like unloading trucks and all that beforehand. Somehow (laughs) I thought now with this college degree, work was going to be this amazing thing. And I was very excited about what that was going to look like. I was a sports guy back in the day. So I was going to be able the team and charge the hill. It was all going to be really exciting. And uh, like a lot of us, my first job wasn't all that great. But the reality was um, I was just passing through onto what I thought the next thing that would be great. So I was okay with that. But I remember when I was leaving that particular uh, uh, part of my job, and there was a couple of us college guys all passing through. And there was two older gentlemen in the group who didn't like the job either, but they were sticking behind. And I went, wow, I'll never let myself be that guy, right? Where yeah. I'm not happy in my work. And then what I discovered was, and statistically, about 80% of people aren't that happy with work. No, definitely. Just, uh, trade, yeah, just trading time for money. And I still had this enthusiasm. I was charging a hill and doing my thing. And what I found to be effective was always, how do I tap into people with the philosophy? If I could get people excited about what we were doing, and we got the people part right, the business piece would work its way out. And um, I really kind of almost unknowingly sort of used purpose as my tool for making that happen, which was, what's the bigger story of what we're trying to achieve here, inviting people into that, and how can you be served? What's, what's unique about you? How can you bring your uniqueness to the program? And uh, that just always worked for me. And that's what I did if I was running a department, uh, doing a startup, turning around a project, that was always the philosophy. But I'll have to share with you, Lance, about 20 years in, I kind of hit that place as well where I went, you know, I've been pretty successful, but it just wasn't working for me. I was asking that sort of midlife crisis question of, uh, is this it? And that's when I started to explore the whole idea of like, well, what is this purpose thing? What is my purpose? (laughs) And I went on a journey of trying to discover what that looks like. Uh, Finally landed on that, landed on a methodology for flushing that out. And now we're saying, great, now how do we bring that into business leaders and then help drive that into organizations in a, in a much more holistic way than where I was just doing it kind of one project at a time. And have you reached your destination? Have you found your purpose? Is your, your personal work more meaningful now that you're on this journey? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. So um, I think one of the keys is a sort of understanding what purpose isn't. Uh, I think that because when I went looking for it and was really struggling to find it, um, I was looking in all the wrong places. So one is, it's not what you do, it's not your job. And certainly here in America, people are highly defined by, by the work that they do and the positions yeah, yeah. that they own. So what happens when that goes away, get laid off, retired? Like, do we lose all your purpose? No. <laughs> um, and it's also not your passion. Uh, I think a passion is a way that you can deliver on your purpose, but uh, they're two different things. And so the kind of big turning point for me was when I redefined that my purpose was not about me, it was actually something that I did for others. That sort of opened up a whole new uh, way of looking at it. And the second thing that happened about eight years ago, I was actually on a sabbatical of all things as a business guy and uh, discovered that in that process that uh, we were already were doing it. There's a whole kind of story around that. But if you went, well, if if I'm already doing it, uh, I should be able to discover what it is. And so that's what led to the process of flushing out, which ultimately leads to a two-worded purpose. So most people end up with these big statements. 
Yeah. Me. Mine's very simple. These just two <laughs> words. It's an action yeah. word and an outcome. So me personally, it's mobilizing possibilities. So uh, my best service is when I see things stuck, um, I just have the abilities. My innate, it lines up with my whole skill set. And uh, I just know how to break that loose. I know how to bring passion to things that I'm doing and get people fired up and off and running. So it can be like someone just comes to me with an idea. And man, I can get more excited about that idea than they are. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, you know, we're just stuck. I'm sitting around with eight people around a, a table and it's going nowhere. I'm the guy that gets up and says, I can break this loose and move this thing forward. And that's just what I do. And, uh, and that, I mean, I just, I would do that all day long for free. <laughs> so awesome. uh, yes, when you discover your, your core purpose, then it just opens up the door. Like, how do I apply this in the world? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm part of an organization called OpenEXA. There's about 4,000 consultants worldwide and it was started by mm-hmm. Salim Ishmael and written a book called Exponential Organizations. And the key thing that he says that all fast growing companies and companies that are successful have is a massive transfer of purpose. And I think that's, you know, what you're talking about. What is the purpose? And then they take it a step further and they say, okay, you've got your two words, but now it needs to transform and it needs to be massive in nature. Um, So that's the, the, the angle that um, I and our organization come through in purpose, but I really believe it's so, so important. Um, do you work with individuals or, and companies or both? Or what is your focus area? Yes, yeah, the combination of the two. So being a business guy, I was always saying, how do you bring this to business? And like I said, that's kind of how I've been managing my whole career. Mm-hmm. So my philosophy is this all starts at the top. I mean, it's all about the leader. And so there's an interesting article that Harvard Business Review put up some years ago, and they, they went out and they surveyed a bunch of CEOs from startups to uh, Fortune 100, including students. And they said, hey, you know, you're highly successful, and I'm sure you got a mission and vision on your wall somewhere, but uh, do you personally know your purpose? Mm. And Lance, would you believe 80% said, I do not know. And then, interesting enough, they even said to the 20%, well, you said you know your purpose, can you kind of prove it? <laughs> Have you written it down somewhere? <laughs> Have you activated yeah. it? Where's that at? And the old 80-20 rule came through again. And so if you do the math, only 4% of these people that we're called to follow actually have clarity about who they are and what they're supposed to be bringing to the world. So I start with that. Like, who are you? And I think in today's world, I mean, leaders have to be really clear about who they are, what their strengths are, what they're all about in the world. But purpose is about this, this, this service. It's the idea of this thing that you see in the world that's just not right that you need to go move forward. So like in my case, it's mobilized, you know, breaking things loose to move them forward. Yeah. And um, so my philosophy is in your business, you have a product or service and there can be a story of purpose around the product or service. But there's also this huge opportunity where the business leader can bring their personal purpose, that, that unique thing that they see wrong in the world and use their business as a platform to drive that forward. So use your personal purpose to inform this sort of Mm. unique aspect of your business, which you have already have passion about, right? I mean, you believe that's wrong and we should be, so maybe it's how you manage, maybe it's how the product gets delivered. It's like whatever the, however that shows up and it can be as creative as you want it to be is what you now start to invite all your stakeholders into employees, your customers, your key vendors. So now you're inviting them into this bigger and better story of what we're doing here. Mm. And then they're invited into that from the bigger story. And then as a leader, great. Now, how do you show up? How does your purpose fit into what we're trying to do as an organization? 
So from an individual's perspective, it's like, yes, let's figure out what the individual um, employees, what's their purpose? How do they align? How can they best show up in a, on a team and bring their, their purpose to life? And can you give us an insight into the actual process that you take people and companies through? I believe it's a yeah, four-month sure. process, is it? Um, actually, the discovery purpose, uh, the very first step of my process, I call the three P key. And, and the whole idea of uh, the jailbreak is that uh, we get uh, we get put in jail, all of us, <laughs> yeah. very early in life. We, we come into this world with some natural skills. I actually believe we came into this world with some purpose, but almost immediately we get kind of focused on the world's model of success, which is like, go be safe, <laughs> go get a position of power and go buy some stuff, <laughs> which is, means you did really well. Yeah, and toys, toys with their toys. Right, yeah, and he was the most uh, wins, that kind of thing. <laughs> and so it all becomes about me, me, me getting my thing and, and trying to be safe. It's really a fear-based model. And so the purpose models is really not about you. It's about how do I serve? What do I give rather than what do I get? And so what I use, like I said, there's, uh, I believe I come from the philosophy that we're already doing it. And it really comes from an act of service. And so we have a process we call the unscripted moment. So it's just storytelling, Lance. So all we do is say, tell us a story. You know, when you're sitting with a group of people and something happens that we all would collectively say, that's wrong. Right. Someone should do that. Right. Uh, it's a frustration. It's something wrong with society, whatever that frustration may be. Kind of collectively, we would all think, well, someone should do something. But you always jump out of your seat and go do something. And you don't make a plan. You just go do it. <laughs> and that's the unscripted part of it. It shows up and you can't help yourself. You just react. And it's completely an act of service. And it's completely doing something for someone else. And so we have a little process to help kind of flush that out. So it gives you some examples where people can kind of go, yeah, here's when that happens for me. And then, then we look to put some words to it. What are you trying to do? How would you describe the action you're taking? And what's the outcome you're looking for? Mm. So can I, I'll give you another quick example of somebody. Here's an employee type person. So she was working on a company for 13 years and uh, it kind of run its course for her. And she was thinking about leaving and kind of starting kind of a different career. So we're thinking about getting into coaching. And she said, Jeff, before I make this jump, I really want to get clarity about who I am. I, I, make sure, I want to make sure I do the right thing. So we got together, we did the work, and her two-word of purpose was clarifying perspective. So mm. she has this unique thing when people are arguing, she has no problem stepping in the middle of it. And she just has this ability to help, have people see each other's side of the story. And all of a sudden they have clarity and, and then things can move forward. So it might be between a boss and an employee, it might be between a person and the values of the company. So anyways, in our process, we, once we discover the two words, we say, if, if these are the words, they'll be showing up. So she, we send her off a week later, we get together. I said, so Cheryl, are those the words? Clarifying perspective. She said, oh my goodness, Jeff. Well, first thing this morning, I was clarifying perspective for my, my granddaughter who was having conflict with one of her girlfriends. But she goes, at work, I cannot believe how often this is what I do. So all of a sudden, her light eyes just light up that she's now seeing the meaning, the impact that she's just naturally having with people that she didn't even realize that she was having before. Mm. And she was also kind of a timid person waiting for direction. And she was like, I can't wait. I just have to do what I do. So she went from, I'm going to leave the company to, I can't leave this company. I can't imagine having the opportunity to do this anywhere more than where I'm doing it today. And kind of an interesting story about six months later, same job, everything's exactly the same. She got a 30% raise. Wow. There's the recognition like, oh my goodness, 
look at this person now, right? Mm. So yeah, it, it's just, it's kind of a game changer when you land on this thing that you are uniquely designed to bring to the world in an act of service. And so when you start to collectively bring that together for folks, um, amazing things happen. Mm. And I, Jim Collins and his good uh, book, Good to Great and you know, Built to Last, he talks about getting the right people on the bus. So if you like forming this company that's gonna thrive, then you need to have mm -hmm. the same minded people and people moving in the same direction. So I guess people need to have the same purpose. They need to be enthused with the same driven and the same goals that the company has. And then they can all move in the same direction more purposefully and better, obviously. Um, yeah, so not just employees, Lance. I mean, really talking about all stakeholders. Mm. So this goes back to like the finding the purpose of the organization sort of based around this idea of like, what's this unique way that we show up in the world? So maybe you're a law firm doing the same kind of law that, you know, the guy down the street's doing, but what's unique about you, right? How do you deliver this service in a whole different sort of way? I have a client as an attorney and we did the work with him and ultimately his purpose led to the whole idea that he wanted to take fear out of the practice of law. And if you think about it, most law is based on fear, right? Why do you hire a lawyer? Because <laughs> someone's suing you, someone's after you, right? And so then we started exploring like, oh, what are all the ways we can take fear out of this practice? Everything from how we do our billing to how we show up, how, what's our relationships look like? And so all of a sudden you got two law firms where one looks like this and another one looks completely different. So then when you start to think about, well, what clients would you want to work with? Well, certainly not someone that shows up and says, hey, I want to sue everybody, right? That's not, that's not the kind of client he wants. He wants a client that he can go help, you know, protect from the person that's trying to sue people. Mm. Uh, he would look for, for clients or, or for employees, again, that really have this mantra, this, yes, you know, I, I want to work for a law firm that's all about that, that we, we're going to practice law differently here. We're going to take fear out of this whole practice in this very fearful environment. So, it, so now you're inviting all your stakeholders into that sort of uh, concept that now you can find many, many creative ways to bring it to life. And so how a customer might look at that or an employee might look at that all might be a little bit different. And you need to manage those all specifically according to how your purpose fits into that, their, their scenario. Mm. That all making sense? A lot of work. Yeah, no, it does. And for a company, do you have like a specific process? Do you have workshops with them? Do you have... Um, off-site, how, how do you work with a company to find their purpose um, and, and their goals and direction or purpose-related so issues? My, my, so my process starts out, the first month is spent with the CEO. Mm -hmm. and, uh, we're, and it all comes from the intention that we're going to create a purposeful, driven organization. So we work with the CEO to flesh out their personal purpose, their guiding principles, and also their purposeful leadership statement, right? So as a leader, how does purpose show up to them? So it's taking those two words and saying, how does that transmit into your leadership idea? Yeah. And then we, then, then we bring the management team together. And what we wanna do is flesh out the purpose brand. So again, we're gonna use this passion and purpose of the leader to say, you know, I have a vision for how this business can go. And so we really go into a, uh, a three-phase three strategic planning process where we say, what's the purpose brand? What's the vision, the grand vision? If we were to deliver on this purpose, what would it look like? What are our values that are gonna get us there? And then we really go into a, you know, a classic uh, uh, strategic planning process. You know, what's our goals? What's our annual goals? What's our quarterly goals? Mm. And we have an online tool that really rolls up to a one-page uh, dashboard sort of idea. So okay. then once we, so once we have the strategic plan based on 
being a purpose-driven company, then it's like we help them with the implementation because we want to change the way we're running the business. And so we want to constantly be aligning everything relative to our strategic plans, our values, and our purpose. Mm. And so we help them do that as well as bringing in, all right, let's go do the purpose discovery with department A and department B. Um, let's do uh, job recrafting uh, to help people better understand how their job ties into the overall purpose of the program. So we're there to help facilitate bringing this whole concept and philosophy into the business. But the initial process takes um, uh, three months. Okay. And then off and running. do you stay with that particular company and guide them through the process uh, of that? So is, uh, is it quite a lengthy engagement with companies? Yeah, ideally, um, the ideal scenario for me is I become, or what part of my team becomes part of their company. Uh, mm -hmm. So really a, a person sitting at the table whose really focus is the future. We're the guys that saying, we're here today and we wanna to be somewhere tomorrow. So you have your marketing department, you got your engineering department, you have all these different departments. We're sort of like the strategic partner, right? We're the guys yeah. that are saying, we wanna to get to this next level of the business, whatever that may look like, but the process we're going to do in getting there is our, through our strategic planning and execution is to be a purpose-driven organization. Mm. The whole idea of the purpose is how are, we, how are we going to bring all our stakeholders into this idea of where we want to go collectively, bring passion to the organization, bring focus, alignment to move in that direction collectively, um, utilizing the concepts of purposeful leadership. Yeah. So we're over there to walk that with them. And have you had successes with companies that have become purpose-driven? Can you share a success story that you've had? Yeah, so we've been successful in working with a handful of companies. I've actually have an agreement with another company that uh, from the strategic planning tool um, has the same sort of philosophy. Our approach from the purpose side is a little bit uh, different than his, but uh, implementation is the, the same as far as how we bring into the organization. And so uh, we've been able to come into companies and see uh, as high as 15% growth um, mm. in the strategic plan. We've been able to see um, through testing the engagement level of, of the employees going from like 20% to like 60%. Great. We're seeing clear uh, clarity of alignment and focus. We, we'll go in and say, hey, how important is alignment to your company? I'll say, oh, geez, that's everything. And then we'll like give them a couple of tests, like, well, what are the goals? What's the strategy? What's the mission? And find out like maybe 10% of the management team can actually tell you what that is, right? Mm. And six months later, you come back and everyone can articulate, here's who we are, here's where we're going, here's why we're doing it. Wow. So it's all highly measurable, both from the business outcome as far as well as seeing your ability to hit on uh, kind of critical parameters of, of uh, teamwork and uh, retention, ability to hire, all those factors go up. Now, Jeff, as I speak to you, I think we're on day seven of lockdown in South Africa. So we've been locked down uh, you know, less than other countries, but it's still seven days of 21. And, and to, you know, in South Africa, we've seen the turmoil that it's causing the economy mm. and people are taking, being laid off and there's, you know, people are taking cuts in salary and companies are under strain and not you know, paying their suppliers, et cetera. And this, you know, this is only going to go on for, for maybe months and months. How, what role do you think purpose plays in these companies that are going through this absolute turmoil at the moment? Is it, is it really, really important that maybe companies just take a back seat and say, okay, where are we, how are we going to get through this and, and what value are we going to provide? Is there like a reset button, do you think, companies could be pushing at this time? 
Well, I, I put out a video the other day where I was saying, uh, here, was, here was yesterday, right? When supposedly we were all making lots of money, but then I went, somehow yesterday always seems like the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah. I also said, you know, employee engagement was 80%. Uh, delivery on strategic initiatives was like, you know, failed 80% of the time. So, I mean, it wasn't necessarily all those good old days, right? Mm. And now we find ourselves in this scenario. And I think it's a great opportunity for us to sort of reimagine what our business would look like. So what a great opportunity as, uh, as someone we've been forced to slow down to step back and reflect and go, wait a minute, who am I as a leader? Do this work. What is my purpose? What are my strengths? How, how, do, how do I come out of this other side with great clarity about who I am? And then how do I drive that in the organization? So whatever the future is going to bring to us, we're nimble. We're clear about who we are so we can step into that. So I think there's an opportunity, a huge opportunity for us now to start to bring this kind of thinking into the party. But I think what's critical is to think about, well, how does that show up today? So in this time of crisis, this is when uh, the, the old command and control sort of uh, leadership is the one you go, oh, that's, that's the one we need, right? You know, mm. default back to, to that model. But think about it in a different way. So how would a purposeful organization deal with something like layoffs, right? So here all of a sudden, you're the business leader. You've been running this organization. We're all united about who we are, what we're trying to get done, where we want to go. All our stakeholders are on board with that. And all of a sudden, this huge crisis occurs. So now do you all of a sudden step back and say, well, I've looked at the financials and here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lay everybody off. Sorry about that. I feel bad about it, but we'll see you later. Or do you sit down? with your employees and say, hey, we're gonna have to make some tough decisions. I'm looking at layoffs and now I'm looking for, based on who we are and what our values are, how do we go about doing this? What creative ideas can we come up with? How can we now make a shift relative to who we are in this current environment? The A may save some jobs for us, but even if we have to do some layoffs, how do we do these layoffs relative to who we are? How do we follow the values that we've created as an organization? So what you're looking to do is invite your stakeholders into the solution. Don't all of a sudden think you're the person of the solution. No, it's us collectively trying to you know, bring our purpose to the world. How do we do it in this current environment? And who knows what can come out of that conversation? And even if you have to do some tough stuff, do it relative to who you say you are, right? So who, what were those values? How do we honor those values in this difficult situation? So it's a great opportunity to bring this to life in a, in, a, in a really powerful way. And I presume you've got to have a mindset that it's going to pass and you're going to come through the other side as a company. And then you mm -hmm. need to come through the other side stronger and more focused and more, uh, you know, with a greater sense of purpose than you had before. So maybe that's what you need to aim at, at getting through the storm is to see that there could be a, a way that you could come out stronger afterwards. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's where I'm saying I think the opportunity in this. I mean, I, I belong to a handful of different business groups, and it's kind of interesting to see the conversations from group to group. Some are very much kumbaya, let's all kind of sit around and feel better, you know, uh, or commiserate might be a better way of saying it. Uh, other ones are all very about, you know, how are we going to do business development scenario, and how do we get the loan from the guy, right? It's all very tactical, tactical. And so, you know, my view is, you know, we got to survive, right? I mean, if the boat sinks and there's no tomorrow, then that's not any good. So certainly, without a doubt, our number one priority is say, what, what are the actions we got to take to survive? And I would suggest we should think about survival the way I just 
described it, right? Don't just you go off in the, in the closet and figure out what to do, right? Invite other people into that conversation. Use who you are to define, you know, how we're going to get through this current crisis. But besides the survival piece, which to me is more like management, right? I mean, it's all tactical. What do I got? You know, how do I get a loan? Do these kinds of things. But what a great opportunity to step back and think about leadership. What a great opportunity to solve that problem I described earlier in the Harvard Business Review where only, you know, 4% of the leaders know their purpose. Take, instead of looking at the newspaper and listening to one more podcast like you mm. and me, right? You know, go, go, go do the purpose work. Go get clear about who you are and how does that translate into the business so that when we come out the other side, we, you know, we've got good foundations. We've got the fundamentals. We're real clear about who we are at our core. So now we have the flexibility to wherever the market's going, whatever direction we got to go, we got the foundation. We can make those moves. Mm. So we should be taking advantage mm. and get past and the tactical, get past the crisis, and then be leaders and go, all right, how, how do I become a better leader? Mm. And better leader is going to yeah. be a person that's got great personal clarity about who they are, what they do, where they're trying to take the business. And who are the people you need to invite in to be part of that conversation? Mm. And was your business model before the coronavirus mostly face-to-face -face or was it already digital and, you know, uh, that kind of interaction uh, already? And are, are you trying to morph your company to be more digital and, you know, virtual type of assistance with companies or are you going to have a combination of both going forward? So I had a combination of both, um, even that whole process I described, you know, the three P key where we help people discover their strengths and their purpose and all that, that could all be done digitally. It can be done digitally in a group. Um, but when it came to facilitating the management team and uh, just uh, strategic planning, that was all face to face. So I'm actually next Thursday having my very first virtual strategic planning meeting. So we'll yeah. see how it goes. <laughs> I think, I think these tools are great sort of in a one-on-one -on -one or maybe two or three people. And they're great when you got like a hundred people and two or three people are doing the talking. Mm. You're trying to facilitate nine, 15 people. Uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> it could be the new world of work, um, virtual yes. environments and working from home and et cetera. I always prided myself on being a very good facilitator, being a project guy most of my life and running uh, uh, cross-functional matrix type organizations. You just got to be a really good facilitator. So I'm going to have to raise the bar. I'm going to have to take on some <laughs> new skills here to figure out how to do that all virtually. That's all. And I think Absolutely. we can do it. Um, Jeff, if people want to contact you, how should they do it? Yeah, my website is um, the Blanton Group. That's boy, be like and boy, L-A-N-T-O-N group.com. Uh, you can also go to jailbreakleadership.com, which will take you to uh, my podcast page as well as uh, get you to the website. Or you can uh, reach out to me via email, which is uh, jblanton at blantongroup.com. So any one of those ways, you'll, you'll find me. Yeah, that's what I did, and you responded, so I can prove a test to that. <laughs> so, thank you so much, Jeff, for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. I really love talking about purpose, and I, I love the, the role that purpose has in individuals and companies. So I always love talking to people who, who are involved in creating purpose for people and companies. Well, I really appreciate the invite. You're doing some great work, so keep it up. Thank you. And I hope you, the listener, have enjoyed and found this podcast valuable. If you'd like to chat about any of these concepts further, then please do. You can contact me through my website at www.ideastorm.ca.za or email me directly at lance at ideastorm.ca.za. And I'll have Jeff's, all Jeff's details in the show notes so you can contact him as well.
So until next Sunday, when the next podcast is released, have a fantastic time. Cheers, Jeff. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Same to you, Lance. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye.